I am Todd Stocker. I'm one of the pastors at Trinity Lutheran Church in Hudson, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And uh, I just uh, want to kind of outline what our, our time is going to be like with uh, Sam Decker. But let me give you just an overview of who he is if you're not sure uh, who this guy is we're going to be interviewing or, or talking with. And this is, just comes directly from our app. Um, an 18th overall pick in the 2015 NBA draft, Sam Decker is a fast-paced, small forward for the Washington Wizards. Decker is a University of Wisconsin alum that earned his stripes after being named the Wisconsin Gatorade Player of the Year, Parade All-American, AP First Team, All-State, and Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association's Mr. Basketball Award. That's a lot of words, so, yeah. Most importantly, Sam and his wife, Olivia Harlan Decker, believe in good faith and the balance of family, religion, and their careers. And so, let's give a warm welcome to Sam Decker. Yeah. Hello, hello. You guys got me? You good? Yeah. Thank good. you. Good to see Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Good yeah. to see you. you guys... What's up, guys? How are we doing? There we go. Get a little energy in there. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for that nice intro, but thank you guys for being here. Um, day two for me, uh, and we had an awesome day yesterday, and I'm looking yeah. forward to even a better day here today. Uh, we're, we, we said we, we kind of want to get better each day. You know, we're warming up to it. So, uh, <laughs> but thank you for having me. This is amazing. Like I said yesterday to, the, to that group, uh, I never thought I'd be in the position to even have 10 people thinking what I'm saying is unique or cool or even just wanting to listen to me um, and to have thousands and here this weekend listening is unbelievable. So thank you. Um, isn't God good? You know, brings us all here together. Um, it's really amazing. But uh, just to see the joy that you guys um, have been uh, having this week. I uh, went downstairs in the rack yesterday and just to see you guys, the camaraderie, you guys don't don't all know each other, um, and to be getting along and hanging out and, um, you know, seeing the spirit grow with each other, and um, everyone in here, we all have the same, you know, struggles, same adversities, um, the same temptations, and to be together, to lift each other up, to make each other better is really, really cool, really unique, and we are so blessed, um, so blessed, and I'm so blessed to be here with you guys. Um, you guys are making me better. And uh, it's really, really humbling to be here, and this is so unique and so special. Um, so yeah, that's how I wanted to start it out. Awesome. And uh, now let's get into it, and let's have okay. some fun, and then we're going to interact with you guys, and uh, we want to be engaging with you guys and have as much fun as possible. Sound good? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, there's all kinds of places we can go, and we're just going to do kind of what we did uh, before. Yeah. Um, Starting with early life, and we'll just sort of walk through a chronology right. of your life and yeah. how God has been working through that. And so, kind of give us Absolutely. where you want to start. Maybe junior high awkwardness, or even earlier, right. or I don't know. Whatever. Right? No. Um, well, I grew up in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. The Sheboygan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, from, yeah, I uh, grew up there. I uh, went to Trinity Lutheran. Uh, church and school, yes, and then uh, Sheboygan Lutheran High School. So I was in the 
Look at this, look at this. I was in the uh, Lutheran, uh, I was blessed to be in the Lutheran faith and Lutheran uh, school system uh, from a young age, and you know, my parents saw that as a staple of the household, and um, yeah, I'm the baby uh, of three, so uh, my brother John and my sister Hannah and my two parents, you know, having church and faith at the center of all we do, especially with our hectic lives, um, I'm really fortunate that my parents instilled that. Uh, within me at a young age, and um, it was really cool to find groups and people like this all the time uh, in my youth. You know, not everyone gets to do things like this, and I hope you guys understand and feel how blessed we really are uh, that God surrounds us with people like this for then us to go out and, you know, help the people that aren't as fortunate to be doing this every day, and I hope I'm doing a decent job at that, and I know I have to get better, but you know, I credit my parents for instilling that in me at a young age, and all our teachers and pastors at our schools, um, so I can be ready to do stuff like this once I hit the real world, and boy, were my eyes opened. Uh, so yeah, that was my uh, early life in Sheboygan, um, in, in the Lutheran faith, and then going on to UW uh, after, after um, grade school and high school, and that was my first time being in a place that not everyone thinks the same as me, and not everyone is in the church, and there's no set curriculum to have, you know, uh, devotionals during school. Yeah, so how did you, you kind of jump into that? I mean, that, that must have been, yeah. I mean, be, and many of you are in that same position. Oh, You've sure. gone, gone through Christian or Lutheran uh, education. Now you're going to graduate and go on to maybe a state school or, or something yeah. larger, and, and it's like, oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah it, it, it was eye-opening uh, because, you know, going to UW, um, as a you know, well-known recruit, uh, going to play ball there, uh, a lot, there was I felt a lot of eyes on me, and for good and for bad. <laughs> and uh, you really had to grow up and grow up quick. And you know I you know relied on my backbone being my foundation, and that was with Christ. And you have to. There's a lot of things thrown at you when you go to a big school, 45,000 kids, and um, camera phones out all the time when you're at um, a function or at a, you know, a, a game or anything, walking down the street, and you really had to think of what you're doing at all times. And I was able to surround myself and find people, um, my roommate and a couple of my teammates and some other athletes on campus, um, were really, really good for me because I couldn't find a church. I did not know where to go, didn't find one that, you know, spoke to me. And um, my, my roommate, Zach Showalter, introduced me to a pastor named Matt Metzger who had a church. And um, he opened my eyes to so many things um, and a bunch of good people, athletes that I didn't know were in the faith um, and a thing called Athletes in Action where we could be in a small uh, room, a small community of people that, think the same, have the same struggles, and that we could be just at peace and find that peace together. Um, and that really helped me because I'm you know, at a young age you know, with a lot thrown at me, I could have gone down a few paths. And there's things I'm you know, ashamed that I did, but you know, my faith and my friends and that small group always brought me back. And um, that really helped when I was at Madison. So I really encourage you guys to find those groups, find those people, uh, because the person you become, um, you want to... You know, when you look back, you want to say, well, was I surrounded with good quality character people? And you know, I'm very fortunate to be blessed to have those type of people in my life to keep me on the straight and narrow and 
um, even when things seemed like you know, the odds were stacked against us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so you get there, you get you're you're playing basketball, obviously, and that's that's a you know 24-hour, seven days a week kind of deal. And freshman, sophomore year, you're just ra rising through the ranks in terms of recognition, skill level, yeah. and, and everything. Um, junior year was kind of that big that big year for you, Sweet 16 against Tar Heels, 23 points, 10 rebounds, all the stats we could go through, um, the Decker daggers, you know, and all that. Um, but then from there, junior season, next step. Yeah, yeah. so for those of you who don't know, I left school after three years to uh, pursue my lifetime dream of going to the NBA. And Wait, I was, let me jump in. How, how did you make that decision? Or what was that process? It was not easy. Um, I love school, but you know I always wanted to be a pro. Uh, when I was a little little kid, that's all I wanted to do. Uh, I had no backup plan my whole life. No backup, I still don't. Um, <laughs> and so I Thanks knew I was like, good. if this is my if this is my chance, and this is you know if the, if I feel like I'm ready, I you know I want I want to do this. I need to do this. Uh, my mom did not think the same. Uh, she was not ready for me to leave. Uh, she liked that she could go to all my games at, in at Wisconsin, and I'm her baby, like I said. Um, and all you fellow babies of the family know, your mom doesn't want to let go of the baby. Um, and she, yeah, and she knew that <laughs> there was a lot of stuff about to come my way um, that were bigger than even university um, bills and insurance that I didn't understand, still don't. And um, yeah, random tax forms that if I didn't have help, I wouldn't know, I'd be in jail already. Um, <laughs> so, you know, she didn't think I was ready. And, um, but, you know, luckily we made it work. It was, it was stressful at first, and we'll get into that more, but um, it was an eye-opening experience and uh, a lot of prayer and a lot of uh, sleepless nights. And, yeah. but, you know, God guided me through that and still is, is still writing my story and, um, there's you know, a lot of roads that we've been down, and you'll, you'll hear soon, but um, through it all, God has been great, and um, my family, they have my back through it all, so um, that decision was made, and now we are here, and yeah, those chapters are still getting written right now. You just jumped a whole bunch of chapters, though. I know. Right? We're going to get like, into it. We're we'll going to get into, into it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just kind of, again, walking through the, uh, just sort of the timeline. Um, first first up was the uh, the Rockets. Right? Yeah, the yeah, my there. first year, you know. So you get. Houston? You get you, yeah, Houston, Texas? Texas. Texas in here. You did Texas? One. Yeah, Texas. Two. <laughs> no, so yeah, you, you get to the NBA, you think, oh, I'm going to like be the rookie of the year. I'm going to. You know, do all these cool things and make good money. I'm gonna, you know, and one day I wake up and I can't walk. Um, I can't feel my right leg. I'm freaking out. I'm thinking that I sleep funny, whatever. I try to get up. I can't move. I call our team doctor. I call my agent. Something's wrong. I can't. I can't move. Yesterday I was fine. Today I can't. Um, we need to get this looked at. Uh, turns out I blew out a disc in my spine, and it was sitting on this nerve bed, and I lost all my motion in my right leg. Um, yeah, couldn't do this. As I could maybe get it this far. And um, that was scary, because um, right after that, we'd go into talking surgery, and we'd say, and, you know, Sam, your uh, season's over. Your rookie year's done. Uh, can't play basketball. And that was really, really scary. Um, you know, I'm 20 years old, in a new place, I feel like the world came crashing down. I can't play. I have no one there. I 
People are tweeting at me that I'm a bust and that I'm going to be out of the league. And um, you see these things so much and you start to, you know, believe it. And uh, my parents had to come down and really get me out of the dumps and, and you know, say, Sam, like, God has a plan. You know, every time I talk to my dad, that is how he ends it. Every text he sends me, he texts me before this, trusting God's plan. And I was mad. I was like, well, what is his plan through this? There's no plan here. I... I I was a fully functioning adult, and now I couldn't walk. I w there's no plan here. What is his plan? And he said, we don't know. We, we don't, it, you know, it's not up to us. You've got to trust in his plan. And he has a, a banner that he put in our gym at Lutheran High, and he has one in his office that says, uh, in Christ is the victory. And that was one thing he's always made me look at is um, regardless, win or loss, play well or don't score a point, hurt or healthy, it doesn't matter, because uh, in Christ is the victory. And that was one that always brought me to the center. And he had a pretty stern talk with me when I was down in the dumps. And he's like, Sam, you've got to remember in Christ is victory. And we are going to get through this. And there's, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so, you know, after that, you know, we kind of got you know, our, our mojo back. Things started looking up. And um, little did I know that through that injury, uh, I had to spend a whole year in Houston rehabbing, and, and when I could have been home in the summer, you know, you know with my friends, with my family, and, um, you know, I, I, was, I was still upset, you know, feeling better, I can move, but still upset, you know, what, you know, God, I'm, I've been gone for a year now, still haven't gotten on the court, um, and I meet this girl, and it turns out to be now my wife, and the love of my life, and without you know, this terrible, terrible thing that I felt happened, um, if I was home healthy, you know, I wouldn't have met Olivia. And, you know, meeting her seemed to turn everything around. And, um, you know, one thing led to another, and I was like, this is going to be the girl I marry. And so now I look back on that injury my rookie year as being the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and God did have a plan. I just didn't recognize it. And you got to always remember that. Yeah. And as an aside, tomorrow is your one-year anniversary. One-year anniversary. And he's here with yep. us. So Thank you. It's awesome. Yep. So you're fighting through the back injury. You're going, going through rehab. You're, you're getting better. You're, you're going, uh, it seems like, okay, this is the trajectory now, the plan yep. that you see God doing. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't quite what God had in mind. No, not at all. So um, that story was just being written, uh, I realized. Uh, you know, my second year, I had a good year. Um, I, you know, got back on my feet. I had a great year with the Rockets. We won like 55 games. You know, I'm feeling great. I'm going to be here my whole career. I'm going to, you know, Houston's home. Honey, let's buy a house, all this stuff. And um, uh, June 26th, I get a call. Uh, I'm actually lifting weights in our, in our gym in Houston. And uh, our, I get a call from a buddy of mine. And he's like, yo, have you been on Twitter? And I was like, no, I was lifting. He's like, you just got traded. I was like, <laughs> wait, on, wait, wait, wait. That's yeah. like breaking up on Twitter. Yeah. Basically I, like, happened. you just got traded. I was like, hold up, hold up. I thought he was kidding. So I hung up. I go on Twitter. Oh, lo and behold, I'm getting traded to the LA Clippers for Chris Paul. And um, I walk into our training room. I, the trainers look at me like, like say, they call me Deck. Deck, you good? You, you all right? You just got in there. He's like, I'm like, I just got traded. They're like, 
come on. They're like, don't, don't toy with us. I was like, seriously, look, I just got traded. You know, I'm, I'm like, what is going on? And so I go up to the, our offices and our GM, they ask Sam, you know, this is tough, but, you know, you're going to L.A., you know, we'll help you get there and everything, whatever. And um, that was a whole new challenge. Uh, that was one of those things, like, I thought we had everything going. We thought we had this easy route, and now we're getting traded again, relocating. Um, Olivia was upset. You know, she wanted to nest and make Houston a place that we called home, and that wasn't the case. It wasn't in our control. It wasn't God's plan for us to go to L.A., um, and that wasn't the end of our moves. We had a season where a lot of more ups and downs, and get another call the next, you know, I, I was working out at the LA Clippers facility. I started saying, I'm done working out at our facilities because <laughs> I get a call, Sam, you're getting your trade to Cleveland. <laughs> All right, well, let's pack up and go again. You know, at this point, we're, it seemed like we're veterans in this, and um, things are looking great in Cleveland. You know, season starts great. I'm starting. I'm playing well. Olivia loves it. It's easy for her to get home and to work, and uh, step on a guy's foot and hurt my ankle. Um, and what happens when I'm rehabbing that ankle surgery or that ankle injury in our uh, practice facility? I get a call. Sam, come to the office. You've been traded to the Washington Wizards. Um, so the life lesson is and, don't work out and yes, don't get hurt. Don't work out. Good. No, just kidding. Uh, but so there is the story of our route. Um, and then we just ended our, our year in Washington, which we loved. But um, short of the story there is. When, um, and Olivia reminds me all the time of this, and I know you guys have all heard this, when you make plans, God laughs. Um, we tried to make all these plans, and we had to realize it was not in our control. And once we embraced that, and now, now we have embraced that, life became so much easier. Because uh, it was one of those things, you know, when we pray together at night, it's like, God, direct us. Um, continue to show us our way. And without him, and without him being at the center of our relationship, at the center of our lives and my family's lives, I seriously would have like self-combusted. And um, you know, the spirit, you know, working through me and Liv and my family and uh, the people around us uh, have helped us land on our feet everywhere we've gone. And our story is not done being written. And my journey and my career is not done being written. And that's really cool. So now I'm just riding this wave, and God, where you want, wherever you're going to take me, take me. Um, I, I'm going to control what I can control, and he's got the rest. Um, and that gives you some assurance. Uh, I can sleep well at night knowing I got someone looking out for me at all times, whether good or bad. And I think that's something we always need to remember. Uh, there's someone that loves us a lot, and he's got what's best in store for us. We just don't know it yet. Right. Yeah. So during all those transitions, you know, you said um, that you, you, you guys kept Christ at the center of your relationship and, and at this core of who you are. Mm -hmm. So that sounds great. And not to diss what you say, but it, a little, it, it feels like we say those things, but what were some of the, what were some of the realities of that? How did, how did you or maybe the spirit kind of nudging you put that into play where it's like looking back, you're going, this is Christ in the center yeah, um, I mean, it was really just realizing that this isn't, this isn't all up to me. I thought I had all the answers, mm -hmm. and you don't. And you've got to know that, um, there's, one, there's people out there that know more than you, and two, there is a creator that knows a lot more than all of us. And um, uh, going back to what he asked with you know, my surgery in that year, just trying to like, find ways to get through it, 
the verse, Romans 8, verse 28, really stuck out to me. And I write that on all my shoes before every game. Um, and I hit it before I go on the court every game. And that's a uh, verse in Romans saying, For we know that through all things God works for the good of those who, who love him, who have been called according to his purposes. So, you know, for some reason that verse really, really jumped out at me. And Romans is great. There's so many things in Romans that, sh- you know, shout out to all of us. But uh, that in particular hit me. And I'm like, I need to remember that one. So that goes with me everywhere. And uh, it made me realize that we have a purpose. And I'm called. And maybe basketball is not going to be my calling forever. And the quicker I realize that, the less pressure I put on myself every day. Because, you know, my calling could be way more than just running on a 94-foot court. Um, you know, he's given me a platform now through good and through bad where, to where people like you guys are listening to me. And, you know, I can tell my story and share his words, share the spirit, and hopefully impact others. And, you know, that's why we try to get now into, you know, me and Olivia are, you know, now very into some cancer research stuff. And um, going to things like this is, you know, humbling for me to realize that I have a bigger purpose and we all have a bigger purpose. And if we can reach even one or two people, uh, that's what God is calling us to do. And now, instead of being mad at him or worrying about things, I'm realizing how cool is it and how lucky am I that I can talk to people and have a good following that I can now touch people's lives and try to spread his word. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're called to do. And I'm very blessed that he's using me for that. Yeah. So Romans 8.28 on your shoe. Uh, yesterday you said something that, that got a lot of Twitter buzz from a lot of our students. Yeah. Um, yeah so you want to so, say that? And kind yeah, of so, yeah. So someone ac- actually wrote, wrote in a question, what's the best advice that you've ever been given? And I swear I don't know who told me this. And I've been, last night I went home still thinking about it. I'm like, who told me this? And why is it stuck with me? But it's a short, easy saying. It's be where your feet are. And when you reflect on be where your feet are, it really makes a lot of sense. It's, look, look at where we are right now. We are in a, a room with some awesome people talking about an awesome God, uplifting each other, loving each other, and we should be so fortunate and feel so blessed to be in this room right now. But I know some of you, and myself included, during this have been thinking about other things, thinking about once, what am I going to do after college? What am I gonna, when's my next paycheck going to come? You know, is so-and-so still mad at me from what I said? Is, you know, worrying about things that are not in our control right now, and that's not being where your feet are. And when you focus on being where your feet are, you are in the present moment, because you may miss something awesome. You're not going to fulfill the time that you're in, and you're not going to feel full. And once I realize that, I'm still working on it, and it's still very, very hard. Um, But when I remind myself of that, things become so much clearer and so much easier. Uh, So I ask you guys to just try to be where your feet are as much as possible. He was like, we could make t-shirts off of that. I was like, we could make (laughs) t-shirts off of that. Um, (laughs) Somebody, that kid right there got an idea. Yeah, yeah. He's doing it right now. He's doing it right now. Yeah, so if you you guys could leave here and I could get one thing across, uh, I would say, I try to say be where your feet are and try to remind yourself of that. 
um, or write it on a piece of paper where you can see it every day. That's what Olivia has done for me. Uh, she has a little notepad in our mirror. It says, be where and that brings me back to center. And uh, yeah, that was some great advice, and I'm still trying to figure out who taught me yeah. that, and I wish I could call them right now and say thank you. <laughs> I think you should just claim it. Yeah. That's, that comes from, it's in the Bible, Decker I think we should. I think, the, I think the youth oh. gathering should claim it, and we all make go. it our thing. There you go. Is that cool? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our, uh, our conference, yeah. It's cool. Uh, as you know, our conference psalm is Psalm 46, God's our refuge and strength and ever-present help yeah. in times of trouble, which, as you've just said, we, you know, we all go through times of trouble. Mm-hmm. Next phrase is, therefore we shall not fear. And I know, as we talked yesterday and, and other conversations, it, uh, fear was part of what you have encountered. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about that and what God's done through that. Yeah, I mean, fear is a something we all go through, anxiety, fear, those are all very rational things, and on the outside looking in for a lot of times, you know, people look, oh, professional athlete, you know, such an awesome, fast life, you know, this or that, this or that. There's a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety behind closed doors for a lot of us, and um, we all deal with it, and I think uh, one thing that helped me a lot in realizing that you know, in my job, in my work, that we're all the same, just like in here, we're all the same, was um, my first game in the NBA, um, Patrick Beverly, my teammate for the Rockets, came up to me, um, and, and Patrick is this bulldog of a guy. I don't know if you have NBA fans here, but Patrick is this gritty, hard-nosed player that's been all over the world playing, and his, his route has not been easy uh, from the west side of Chicago. And he came up to me, you know, 65 minutes before a game, and he said, Sam, uh, come to chapel with me. And I said, chapel? Like, chapel? It's an NBA game. It's chapel. And he said, he said, come with me. So he, he brings me. And what I learned is that in every NBA arena, 60 minutes before tip, there is a chapel and a chaplain. And it, it can sometimes be a conference room. It can be a media room. It can be a, a referee's locker room. It's, but it says chapel, and there is a chaplain in every city, and you walk in there an hour before tip, and you'd be, I was, my jaw dropped. I walked in, and I was like, there's all these NBA players walking in and sitting down and reflecting and talking about scripture and talking about our fears and our families, and made me, it hit me. I was like, all these guys are like me, and they had me pray for the group, and I'm praying over James Harden's family. I'm praying over Russell Westbrook's brother. I'm praying over Pat's uh, friends and family and his kids. And, you know, I'm 20 years old and thinking, these guys that are the most superstars of superstars are dealing with the same things as me. And we are in this space where we can be vulnerable and open and share testimonies and lift each other up, just like we're doing in here. And to see that in an NBA arena, an NBA environment, was really cool to me. Um, so next time you guys watch these guys, you're, you, you just remember, they may be these amazing, amazing athletes, but they, at the same time, are super human, just like us. And we're all human, and we all go through these things. Um, and that, that was really eye-opening to me, and that helped me 
help my nerves before games, that helps my anxieties, and to know these guys have each other's backs, and we're in there praying together before a game, I think is really unique, and I thought you guys would think that was pretty cool as well. Everyone thought, yesterday thought that was, that was pretty interesting to know that they do that even nowadays in NBA environment. Yeah. That's, isn't that cool to hear? That, you know, you just get there together. So great. So great. Well, um, I'm going to have uh, our tech people put the, the texting number up oh. there. If you have a, uh, a question for Sam, uh, go ahead and Ask text. anything. Well, are you sure? Yeah, I want to open it up now. All right. You, told, enough about my story. Let's have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> and while Sarah's re receiving them and getting them forwarded, um, kind of a, as playing off of what you just, uh, you just said, what's one thing that you want the audience to know about NBA players? Just, just one thing. One thing. I w um, <sighs> that we're really stressed. Um, <laughs> no, but we're also very blessed. But um, we, the NBA life is, is pretty crazy, pretty fast-paced. Um, you're away from your families, you're away from your kids, your wives, your dogs. Um, you're putting in long hours and then reading a lot of mean tweets that night about how bad you are at your job. Um, so we've got to find ways to... Um, yeah, all of us, you know, players, we gotta, when we go home at night, we find ways to get our minds off things. And if I didn't have Olivia and my dog Riggins, um, I would be a, a, just a wreck. Um, so, but we also have the coolest job in the world and best job in the world. And we are very, very thankful to be in the position we are. Um, and hopefully we can do it for many, many more years. And like I said, my God is still writing my story. And uh, I think... In like 10 years, I'm going to have a really cool, real, I'm going to have this whole web that I'll be able to, nice. you know, yeah. say, well, this is my map, and uh, we'll hold you to yeah, that. look at where Can God you? took me. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So, uh, how tall are you? I'm 6'9", uh, about 6'9". I grew an inch last year for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I grew an inch, I grew an inch, and then, and then... All of a sudden, I started to grow facial hair, and I was like, what? Like, but I guess I was a late bloomer. But. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, uh, we talked about backup plan. Uh, since you don't have one, uh, somebody asked, right now, if you had to come up with a backup plan, what would you love to do? That's a great If I had to come up with a backup plan, well, uh, I would like to, I could maybe do some sort of like broadcasting work. I, li I like talking. So I could maybe broadcast, but I don't think I have like a baritone enough voice to like be a good TV personality, so I don't know about that. Um, but I also, when I was younger, I was fascinated with weather. So I, <laughs> I, so I thought I could like maybe make a cool weatherman. There you go. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what about the most, what, who's been the most influential coach you've had? And, and I'm going to add to that. It, I'm going to add a second level to it. First of all, somebody who actually you played for, but maybe somebody you haven't, but just seeing their style and knowing about them. My father. My dad was my high school coach um, and is still my coach. Um, boy, the calls I get after games sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, my dad, for sure, because 
um, he has always been there for me in terms of, you know, when I played for him, it was a lot of tough love, and he knew that I could handle it, but that set me up for, you know, Coach Bo Ryan at Wisconsin, who's not always the most pleasant, um, a, a genius basketball mind, but my dad's uh, tough love helped me get ready for that, and then to the NBA, um, which is even almost more intense. So my dad has helped me in so many ways, but off the court, too, um, just learning how, you know, teaching me how to be mentally tough, teaching me... Uh, how to handle myself, how to carry myself, and giving me the foundation um, is something that I'll never be able to repay him for. Mm -hmm. And um, every day still when I'm home, we're in the gym, and he's 64, running around the gym, rebounding for me and getting on me and telling me what I'm doing wrong, and it's awesome. Sometimes when, he, when I miss and it goes to the other side of the gym, I watch him sprint after it, and I'm like, he's 64 years old, still That's wanting awesome. to do this every day. Uh, I could not be more blessed to have a cooler dad. So I bet yeah. he has awesome dad jokes too. Oh, he is the king of dad. Someone told me last night. I got a friend. I got a dinner with a friend from home, and he's like, "How's your dad doing?" You, you do know your dad has the worst dad jokes of all time. I was like, "Yes, I do know." So yeah, he's he's the king of dad jokes. <laughs> nice. Um, did you ever blame God for your trades, or, or or during that season? Yeah, that's a really good question. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I got mad at. God, I, 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 more I asked him why. I, every time I pray, why, why, why am I doing this? What is my purpose? You know, why do I keep having these things coming up? And, um, and, but that's selfish. I think that's selfish of me to do. Um, um, why, why do you think that's selfish? Because I am so blessed, and I was, and sometimes I focus, and sometimes we all focus on our, on shortcomings so much. We focus so much on things that are, that we see as bad, when in reality of things, they are not bad. And um, I have an amazing life, I have an amazing job, I have an amazing wife, amazing friends, amazing family, what do I have to be mad about? And I think a lot of us can feel the same way. Um, I have nothing to be mad about. And... <laughs> the quicker I realize that, and I still struggle with it, but um, we have a lot to be grateful for, and I need that reminder constantly, and um, God has been really, really good to me, so I can't blame him for much. He's done a lot of cool stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what would you tell your 15-year-old self? <sighs> you don't have all the answers, and you still won't when you're 25. <laughs> that, and a lot of parents agree with me. Yeah, adults. Too. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, we do not have all the answers. And uh, that's, but that's why we are doing this thing called life. We, we learn. And um, another thing I would tell my 15-year-old self would be embrace your failures. Um, I think that's like one of the best things you can do is when you lose or you come up short or do bad on a test, like embrace it. Because how else are you going to learn? There's a lot of awesome, winning is awesome, it's so cool, but the things that keep you going are your losses and your failures, so embrace those things, love your failures, and uh, they make your bounce backs feel so much better, um, so that's what I would tell myself at 15, and I'm still telling myself, embrace those times where you feel the most down. Yeah, yeah. great. Flip it the other way. Um, when you retire, whenever that is, and you're sitting on the, the front porch with Olivia thinking back of your life, mm -hmm. what do you want to be remembered for? Uh, my answer stays the same. Uh, 
I want to be remembered for being a great dad. Because uh, as I told you guys, um, that I had the coolest dad, still have the coolest dad, and mom. Uh, but yeah, being a, you know, being a basketball player is a short, temporary thing, but being an awesome father and an influence lasts for m forever and for many generations. So being a good dad, I think, is really important. Awesome. Um, if you and if if you were sitting at coffee with four or five high schoolers right now, and they were firing questions, and and you're about to leave, and they come from all walks of life, all you know, men, women, the whole bit. You're all sitting there, and you're walking away, and it's the last thing you could tell them, other than pay my bill. What would be the <laughs> last thing? What would be the last thing that you would tell them? My friends, if I would never see them again? Never see them again. Uh, uh, I don't, that's hard. Walk my dog. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what would I tell them if it was the last time I'd see them? What would you tell your friends the last time you see them? Hey, man, this is you. That's not, yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I claim host. I tried to do the answer every question with a question response. That right. didn't go over well. Uh, Tell them to... Well, I, I'll answer. It's what you just said. This has just been rattling around. Be where your feet are. Yeah. God, that's, God, has, I guess so. God has given us a past. He hasn't guaranteed us any kind of future no. other than in him, in Christ. Yeah. Be where your feet are. What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's... I, 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 seriously, guys, like, that is the best... <laughs> You said yesterday, driving home, you were thinking about stuff, and then you kind of remind yourself, be where your feet are, yeah. or keep your feet on the pedal. Um, That's good. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, no, it is so important, and that is good advice probably you know, forever, uh, that I would tell friends and kids and, and everything, because there are so many things that get thrown at us. It's that we, you know, at every turn, it seems like there's a new, new thing, a new struggle, a new chapter. Um, and to staying, you know, in that space of being where your feet are and knowing, you know, in Christ is the victory. You know, this stuff is, this stuff is all extra. You know, we have an awesome God and we're so blessed. So let's be in, in this space together and enjoy all these moments for sure. Awesome. You got well, any more of those questions? I, how about no more brain busters? Let's do, is there any other good ones? Yeah, like uh, how, how big are your, what's your shoe size? 14. That, that's one. 14. They're not as big as everyone thinks. Everyone's like, you got 16, 17? We took a picture yesterday outside with two guys. I don't know if they're These guys again. made me look so yeah, small. Yeah, they were short. I was like. He was like 7'1", and another guy was like 6'11". I looked like I was like. They wanted to take you your height. height there, weren't they? Oh, oh. <laughs> dad Sorry. joke. That's a dad joke. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, well, we're running up on time, but we just wanted to give you, we have two surprises for you today. Mm. Um, first of all, a as we said earlier, tomorrow is uh, Sam and Olivia's one-year anniversary, and so we thought we would get you an anniversary cake from non Nothing Bunt Cakes from Woodbury. So, yeah. Oh wow! Thank you. Yeah, cool. Here, turn it that way so people could. Is anything going to jump out? No, nothing like a, comes this, out of is, the cake. Is this like an exploding cake? Well, thank you, guys. Yeah. How sweet is that? And my favorite colors. Nice. Thanks, guys. 
So very cool. Now I know that you're training and working out, so you get to bless this and give it to the 5,000, and we'll just kind of peace yeah. it out. Yeah, cake on <laughs> me, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then the other one, you actually are kind of, it's a, a semi-surprise. Uh, um, Olivia is on, uh, she's doing Wimbledon or something, or tennis? No, she's so cool. Um, she is, oh, okay, first of all, do we have any Packer fans in here? So, right, so our, <laughs> our first date, we watched, our first date in Houston, we went to the Packers bar in Houston and watched them beat the Vikings. Uh, and that was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I love telling that whenever I'm in Minnesota, that always gets a good rise out of you guys, so uh, keep that energy when you go to U.S. Bank later, and just keep remembering that's the Packers' second best home field, so. Anyways, yeah, she's in, she is on the road, uh, she's in New York, for the, and for the next two and a half weeks she has, uh, doing world tennis, um, so she's, she's gone and busy, our anniversary's tomorrow, so I'm not going to see her, but I'm cheering from afar, That's and yeah, she's, she's fun to watch. Well, and as yeah. you know, we connected with her, and she sent a little video for us and personally for you. So watch this. Hello, everyone at the conference. I hope you guys are having a really nice time. I'm so sorry I can't be there. I was really looking forward to it. I know Sam's really been looking forward to it as well. So um, I hope you guys are having meaningful conversations and learning a lot and praying a lot and... Um, just focusing on what the point of this weekend is. Uh, again, I, I'm very sorry I can't be there. As some of you know, it's going to be mine and Sam's one-year anniversary this weekend on the 14th. And unfortunately, we have to be apart. I have to work. He's with y'all, which is great. That's where he should be exactly. And um, so I just wanted to leave a little message for you, Sam. And just thank you for this year, everything it has brought, the good, the bad, the ugly, Everyone says that first year of marriage is never quite what you think, and somehow that ended up being accurate. Um, but we're still living our fairy tale, and nothing is getting in the way of us loving each other, us respecting each other, and us being there for each other. Um, the other night when we were in Italy on a family vacation, we were sitting in this field looking at the vineyards, and I said, hold my hand, let's pray together, which we don't do enough of. And we had as honest and vulnerable a discussion in the form of a prayer as we had in a long time. And I just so value that we have this shared faith and that we rely on God, we lean into the discomfort when it's hard, and I just feel like it's gotten us through a lot. So um, I love you so much, I'll love you forever, and I can't wait to spend so many more anniversaries with you. So you guys take care of them. And you guys have a really nice weekend. I'm so sorry I can't be there, but what you're doing is very important, and I hope you are embracing every second of it. So have fun, guys. Hmm. Oh. Did you want to do a? Yeah, I mean, how do I? Okay, before. before how do I do? How do I? Uh, 
I can't yeah. even talk. I'm still getting over the family vacation in Italy and the vineyards thing. That's <laughs> that was yeah, fun. yeah. No, it was so after after we actually, get done here, uh, Sam um, is going to be over on that side, I believe, uh, to take some pictures. If you want to say hold hello, on. but before we, yeah, before I, you guys make a move. Well, she made me look so bad there. Um, let's send. Her, you want to send her a video together? Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Okay, so I'll. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to say. A little something, nothing too long. I'll just say five seconds here. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and um, when I point to you guys, I want you guys to go, Happy anniversary, Olivia. Is that cool? You guys want to do that? Okay. All right. Hey, honey, we are out here at the gathering. And we had a great Woo! time, a great discussion. <laughs> and these lovely people want to tell you something. So I love you. And they got something to tell you. Sam Decker, everybody. So sweet. Thanks, buddy. Nice Thank to you. Uh, yeah. Thank you.